We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack a Day Podcast. It is Saturday and the beat goes on. The Saturday show once again dropping news. The news dump hits. And we're here to give it to you. I am Jason Perrone of the Pack-A-Day Podcast, Game On Wisconsin, Pulse of the Pack, and the Quick Slants Podcast, along with Mark Eckel of Packer Report and Paul Brettel of Dairyland Express Cheesehead TV and his new venture, Packers Unrestricted. Paul, we'll start with you in the Dairyland state of Wisconsin. Of course, you got to give us a weather update, but got to plug the new podcast. Congratulations on that. I was listening to it, and it's uh, it's good. I appreciate that, Jason. Yeah, so well, I'll start with the important part, important part, the weather. It's 55 <laughs> here on Saturday. I am wow. going to oh, be, right. I'm going to be outside all day. Not sure what I'll be doing, but I'll find something to do. And, yeah, the podcast, like I said, or I'll be putting out a few episodes each week, just keeping everyone up to date on what's going on in Packer Nation. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, basically anywhere that you find podcasts. And I appreciate you following along, commenting, all that good stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. The rolling narratives of Paul Brettel. And if you read and follow his work over at Dairyland Express, he puts out, what was it, what was it Mark? Is he up to 873 articles a week? or is it? <laughs> I, I, last, I, My last count was like eight, 862. Ah, I slip it. I can, always, I can always count on Mark, my biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark Eckel on the East Coast, what's going on at the beach? 
it's beautiful. Um, this whole weekend's been been great. Seventies um, and sunny, and just what it's what it's supposed to be. Where the the cold is gone. I mean, heck, if it's fifty five in Green Bay, it, it better be seventy here, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> hey, you know what else I've been thinking, guys? I'm thinking about changing my first name to Pierre. Because then we would be Jason Pierre Paul. Uh, (laughs) I was going to say, I was lost on that one. (laughs) I'm looking at the schedule. Andy puts the calendar out with the schedule on it for us. And I'm looking and it said Jason Mark Paul. I'm like, Jason Mark? Jason Pierre Paul. Okay, I got to take my name. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, you might have me beat, Paul, because right now it's only 52 degrees here in the Phoenix area. Wow. Well, oh. I just want you to know, Jason. I feel I feel for you. Okay. Overcast and rainy. So <laughs> take that, JJ Watt. <laughs> yeah, take that, Mister. Soak up the sunshine. So let's get to it, guys. It's funny. We were coming up with our topic du jour, and this was earlier this afternoon. It's Friday. We're recording, and then of course we benefit from once again a nice little news dump, and of course we'll give Mark some credit for that too, because Mark tells the <laughs> Packers what to do. They listen, and then they do it. Well, so they, they, I tell them to wait till Friday. Like, this was done on Tuesday, but they didn't want to waste it on the middle of the week, guys. They wanted right. to wait for us. Right, right, right. So the four big the four big moves of the day were safety Adrian Amos and outside linebacker Preston Smith or cornerback, depending on who you follow on Twitter. Uh, outside linebacker Preston Smith restructured their contracts to give the Packers some more cap flexibility, and that means Preston Smith will stay in Green Bay. He will not be moving on, supposedly, according to the the way the contract was structured. Tim Boyle, quarterback, backup quarterback Tim Boyle, was not tendered. So the Jordan Love as quarterback number two era will seemingly begin. And then more recently, we learned that fullback John Lovett has been waived. He suffered the unfortunate ACL injury in November and wasn't able to finish the season. So he has been waived. And that will also save the Packers a little bit of money. So, Mark, since... You're the one that started the train rolling, and the Packers listened to you first. We're going to let you go first. Obviously, uh, the the press there was a couple things they could do with Preston Smith. So as far as what they did do, your reaction? Oh, brilliant, brilliant move. I mean, and it was easy for everybody to say, "Oh, get rid of Preston Smith, get rid of Preston Smith." Well, you all right, fine, get rid of him and save eight million dollars, right? That's what they, if they would have cut him, they would have saved eight million. That's all well and good, but somebody's got to take his spot. And I know, all right, Rashawn Gary's going to take a spot. Great. Then who's going to be Rashawn Gary? Because, like we said this, and we've said this week after week here, I don't know if John Garvin's ready for that role. I mean, he certainly didn't show it last year. I mean, he was a rookie on seventh-round pick. He played a little bit early and then didn't play at all, which is probably the smart thing to do. Let him redshirt. Maybe he is ready. I don't. We don't know. But you you need three pass rushers. You really do. And... Now they, and they have them, and they saved as much as they would have saved if they had cut them. So, brilliant move on Russ Ball's part, you know, who finagles the numbers and, and gets the cap room done. And, um, you know, Preston Smith also worked with Joe Barry in Washington. So, what, that's the one guy on the defense that Barry actually knows and, and, and has coached be, before. So, um, his contract now is fitting of a third pass rusher. I think Gary, and I, and I think, Paul, I think you wrote this today, you know, Gary deserves mm-hmm. two guys. It's Zadarius and Gary. Now, but now, listen, as the scout told me in the story that I wrote last week on the outside linebackers, you know, two Smiths are better than one. And, you know, that's, 
that's probably as good a trio of pass rushers as any team in the league has, right? I mean, right there with anybody. Absolutely. So this is a good thing. This is a real good thing. Um, they don't have to worry. They don't have to rely on a, a Garvin or a Randy Ramsey, a, you know, an unproven guy. They don't have to draft a guy now. They have, they have enough things to draft. They don't need to add. Now, if they want to draft a pass rusher in the middle rounds, you're like, okay, why not? You know, grow him for the future. But they're not going to ask a rookie to come in and be the third guy. So they have three good, reliable pass rushers now on the outside. So that's a good – I'm thrilled with that move. Um, the other moves, you know, Amos, good for him. Apparently it's not that big a deal if, if, if all they did was turn. I would have liked to see an extension for Amos. I would like to see him, you know, sign for another three years or so. But, um, you know, it helped him a little bit. Um, love it. I mean, yeah, I wasn't counting him being on a team anyway. He saved a little bit there. Um, and Boyle, we, you, uh, you know, my condolences to Andy Harmon, but um, <laughs> he's the only person that really cares, probably. I do. I do hope that they put Tim Boyle's knee pad in the Packers Hall of Fame <laughs> because that was his his biggest contribution. Was hey, listen, nobody when Tim Boyle was running onto the field, Packers fans felt great because it meant the game was over the and they were over. they were going to win the game. So yeah, that was like that was that was the exactly. So the thing with Preston, oh, there are, you know, there there is other Packer news today that um, in a roundabout way to. Christian Kirksey signed with the Texans today. He used in Texans, yeah. So, so which, teams, which is, also, which is a good thing because apparently, had he not, if he had not signed with, with anyone, uh, the Packers may have been on the hook for a million dollars of an injury settlement or something. So the fact that he is signed, with, he's now Houston's problem. If he's hurt, it's it's on Houston. Yeah, the Packers can wipe him off the books now, clean, and not worry about it. And yeah. good for him. I'm glad Houston signed him. He can. You can go play for Houston. Four plus million, and that's what teams with money do. So good for him. As far as Preston Smith goes, I think he's, uh, you know, he's a player the Packers know what they have in the pass rush. Like you said, Mark is a very premier position. You don't want to leave it to chance. I don't know how much Green Bay knows about who's going to be hitting the market. There's going to be more veterans that are going to get let go, but teams aren't going to be letting go of really good pass rushers. That's those premier positions just aren't where teams make those cuts. And so I think it was wise for Green Bay to keep some continuity with that scheme there. Like you said, he's got the familiarity with Joe Barry. Barry comes in, kind of knows what Preston Smith can do. Who knows? Maybe he'll unleash a side of him that wasn't being as utilized. But or just go, you know, turn him back to, to 2019, and and, and, he, and he'd be great. He would be great, and I was happy. I was happy with the move, Paul. When you heard Preston Smith was going to be sticking around at Green Bay, did it give you some some comfort? Yeah, I mean, like I said last week, I think it was. You know, in a perfect world, we want Preston Smith here. You know, there's obviously for the question marks around the third edge rusher position, as Mark mentioned, if he was if he was gone. But, I mean, he's only one year removed from being a really dominant player, 12 sacks, 62 pressures. And we hope that he can regain some of that form because we still haven't seen, you know, Gary and the Smiths firing on all cylinders together. And, I mean, we saw it in the Super Bowl, NFC Championship. Game still won in the trenches. You need a good offensive line. You need a good pass rush. And he can certainly help provide that. And, I mean, just hats off to Russ Ball and Brian Gutekunst. If they had just flat-out cut Preston Smith, they would have saved $8 million. With this uh, pay cut restructure, 
uh, they saved $7.25 million, so almost the same amount that they would have. And there's a little bit of cash that has to be kicked to next year. Smith's cap number in 2022 went from $16.5 million to 19.75, but his dead cap hit's still pretty low, $7.25 million. So say this year doesn't pan out, but fingers crossed it does pan out. But if it doesn't, Green Bay can still save $12.5 million next year. So this was... I mean, this was just really well done by the Green Bay Packers. They keep a talented player in Green Bay, and they saved some much-needed cap space in the process. As we look ahead to the new season, uh, Mark, you alluded to an article I'd written at Cheesehead TV this week. Um, They're going to have to decide how they're going to break down the play between Gary and Preston Smith. Preston Smith, even though he wasn't nearly as productive last year, still dominated the playing time over Gary. And with Gary taking that step forward, he's entering year three, looking to make another step, you know, which so many, you know, successful high-end NFL players make. You don't want to stunt that growth by having them on the sidelines either. So it will be interesting to see how it plays out. Gary, in my opinion, should still get the more snaps at this point in their careers. But all around, I mean, what can you say? It's a job well done by Goody and Russ Ball. And, and those two we trust. Yeah, the Packers, we've talked about it. They've got a bunch of draft picks right now as it stands. They're going to take a swing at a couple of these positions. They can draft a pass rusher if they want to. And you, you also mentioned, Mark, you mentioned Jonathan Garvin and Randy Ramsey. Now, Randy Ramsey, I didn't see anything of. Garvin played a little bit, who knows, with an offseason, and he gets a chance to know that he's a role player, and, and maybe he takes a step between year one and year two. I trust the Packers. I was talking to a, a friend of mine who's also a fan of the team earlier today. We were talking about... Gutekunst over the course of three drafts has obviously at least earned the right for us to to trust in what he and his team are doing. You've got Jair Alexander, Darnell Savage, Elton Jenkins, Rashawn Gary, right? They drafted Jordan Love last year, which we don't don't really know a whole lot about Love, A.J. Dillon, you know, guys like that. But he's brought in some really good talent to this team. His his scouting department, his personnel team, and he himself – do a good job of, of trying to acquire that talent. So as we look at, and, and as far as the, the safety position goes and Adrian Amos, Mark, you mentioned adding years. I was a little... Jason, su- Jason, I, I apologize to cut you off. I just want to add one other thing about Preston Smith. Yeah. Um, it really, what this does too is it just really frees them up in the draft a lot more. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. he was cut, mm-hmm. all of a sudden that becomes, you know, if they don't address it in free agency, now they have to, you know, that's an early round pick that they have to make. Huge. So they get that they get that flexibility uh, there as well. Huge. But you don't, and you also don't want to put yourself in a position where you have to draft a certain spot or certain position because yep. you need it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and you don't want to rely on rookies to play pre- premier positions. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gary was the 12th pick in a draft, the 12th pick, not a second or third round pick, the 12th pick in the first round. And his rookie year was kind of nothing. I mean, he, you know, that, that's fine. They, he, that's what you want a rookie to do. You want rookies to watch and learn and then play well their second year. And a perfect, you know, everybody was upset that. For, oh, my God, they took this guy to the 12th pick. He doesn't even play. He's not any good. It's a bust. Well, no. I mean, just, you know. Jerome Brown, when I covered the Eagles, I know I always tell old Eagles stories, but that's that's my background. Jerome Brown's rookie year was very, very average at best. But it's, but then after that, he became one of the best defensive tackles in, in football. Some you know some guys now some guys come on the scene, bang, they're good right away. It happens. But a lot of great players have had you know average to below average rookie years because it's just a different game and. 
and you're learning different things, and you're being asked to do different things. Gary, especially, he had his hand on the ground at, at, at Michigan most of his career. He, he wasn't a stand-up linebacker. He was a hand-on-the-ground de- defensive end. So it takes time. And if you don't have to rely on rookies, it's a good thing. If, and then if anything you get from them, it's a bonus. And something else, I was going to say, and something else that might have played into the Packers' favor here is the the tight cap situation and the unknowns of free agency. You know, if Preston Smith's presented with this deal in a normal offseason, you know, he might choose to hit the open market where he thinks he can get more money. But there's a lot of unknowns. I mean, look at all the names that were cut this week. There's a lot of quality players out there. This, the talent pool in free agency this year, it, it, it seems a lot deeper than what it normally is. And so that is... Yeah, that too. That uncertainty of maybe not knowing, you know, leaving a defense. Well, I guess it's going to be a little different defense because Barry's there, but leaving a team that you know, uh, the players that you know for, you know, and not having that guarantee or even maybe I'm sure they have some idea, but no guarantee of what kind of money's out there. I mean, that might have played a factor in this as well. Yeah, so I was I was just looking at Amos's deal because I what I started saying was adding years. Mark, you mentioned that they they didn't add any years. He's only twenty. Guess, he's only. We tw- don't know. We don't know. I mean, I, I guess one one reporter has reported the deal. Yeah, Bill Huber. He had a. He's cited a source that uh, they took his roster bonus of one and a half million and converted it to signing bonus or cash. And so you, what you can do is they split it up. Right. So seven hundred and fifty is this year. Seven fifty is next. So they save seven hundred fifty thousand. So not not a ton. Yeah, he, he was scheduled yeah, this season. Was scheduled to. Uh, count about 4.9 million in base. He was actually going to count 10 million as far as his cap hit because of the way that everything was spread right. out. And then still count 9.2 if, if they 9.2, and then next year, so then so then next year it's going to be closer to 11. I guess 11 million because he's 7 million base, 10.6 as it was before everything went down today. So, but he sneaky put together. A really, really good season. So I hope he comes out motivated. He seems like the type of player that's going to come out motivated. And if he didn't get his bite at the apple this year, and he, but he turns in a really good season, I, I hope that they do add some time to his contract because you keep him and Savage together and in that defensive backfield back there. And then you still have to figure out the cornerback position. So as far as, as, as these, these other moves that they made here, I guess the, the, the other big question is free agency is going to start on Monday. Let's just, let's just keep it real. It's going to start on Monday. They call it the legal tampering period. But that just means they can't ink the deal until Wednesday afternoon when the, the year, league year officially starts. So now what? So, I mean, thinking about this, at a premier position, you don't want a rookie, right? So that doesn't mean the Packers aren't going to necessarily target a cornerback in round one. But you do need to figure out the corner position because Kevin King isn't hasn't been signed. He's a free agent, and the Packers need a guy on the outside. So, Mark, is that something that you're keeping your eye on as, as we move into next week in the free agency period as far as the Packers to try to bring in some veteran uh, to solve that need with a veteran versus obviously having to take a chance on a rookie? Well, I want both. I, I think they need to – this is a great – it's funny. I, I, I did a lot of work this afternoon on, on the draft um, – talk to some scouts around the league this is a not a good cornerback draft this might be a great cornerback draft uh there's probably eight really good corner matter of fact the guy when i told the guy because again the people i talk to still think i care about the eagles um <laughs> and i never really cared about them but um i said you know i'm, I'm doing more packers stuff down and, and they said oh the packers need, need, need a corner right i'm like yeah like well they'll get one he said even at 29 there's going to be 
they'll be they'll still be good corners on the board for him. And um, so I yeah I think they need to draft. Well, I would sign one and draft one, and then maybe draft another one, you know, in the middle rounds. Because in my opinion, they have one corner on this team right now. Uh, maybe them young guys. I'm not I'm not ready to give up on. I like that kid from uh, Florida State, Samuel Stafford um, Stafford Samuel, who they signed as an undrafted rookie last year. He's on a practice squad. I would give him a shot, and I guess they like that Ento, um, the converted wide receiver who was hurt all last year. But they're kids. I mean, they're they're unproven, very unproven. I mean, Jackson's got to go, right? Uh, Holman, who we we liked a lot, but apparently he's just not what what anybody thought he was going to be because he couldn't play on the last year either. Sullivan, he's he's. I would. I don't know if they're going to tender him or not. I don't think I would. Um, I mean, that that's it. They don't. They need, they need, they need a lot of corner. They have one of the best in the game on one side, but they got nothing on the other side. So, I would sign, I would sign a veteran. And there's a few out there. Uh, there's one guy that I kind of like a little bit out there. Want to guess who that might be? I'm trying to think if we've Sante, talked about it. Sante Samuel. Oh, who? free agency? No, no, free agency. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not sure who. But is we it. know it's not Ronald Darby. <laughs> oh God, he stinks. Um. No, Malcolm Butler. I, I, I take a chance on Malcolm Butler. Okay. Did not expect that one. Yeah, interesting. I'm, not, I'm getting no response from you guys. <laughs> I didn't expect Super, that one either. Super Bowl hero. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I, I, know. I mean, I don't think he, I don't think he's, he'd cost a fortune. Well, that's the thing is, I think the Packers will probably try to find the sweet spot between we want to bring somebody who's got experience versus breaking the bank for a big name or somebody that may end up paying off, but the Packers have a couple things that they need to do and, and other positions that they, they also need to address. So, you know, I, I asked specifically about the, the cornerback position, but there's, there's other areas. Mark, I was listening to your Packers unrestricted and this last show that you did, you talked about the defensive line and that's another area where, it's not a great draft class for defensive linemen. I know you said if you can get one early, then you're you're taking the cream of the crop of what is there. But it would also seem like that's an area where the Packers might look to make a move sooner than later and add some beef. No pun intended. Or pun intended. <laughs> yeah, there's the cornerback and defensive tackle position are the two positions that if I could wave a magic wand and say sign some veterans in free agency, that's the two that I would pick. Because I think that that can just free up the draft so much for the Green Bay Packers. If they don't sign a cornerback in free agency, they're going to have to go into the draft saying, okay, we have to get someone no later than round two. And, you know, even though it is it is a deep class, you still don't want to go in there feeling that you have to take a position if you don't have to. The defensive tackle class, that's kind of the opposite. There's not a lot to choose from. So you might not really have the option early on at least value-wise, to take someone at that position. So if you do, you might be reaching. If you don't, all of a sudden it's round five or six before you're addressing the position. And at that point, are you really landing someone who can come in and make some you know, impact plays even as a rotational player? Odds are you're not going to. But if they can get those two positions, at least you know, just the, even a veteran at each, a one-year deal, just some sort of stability, now they enter the draft and – Say at pick 29, neither of the guys that are on their board or that they like are available at that point. There isn't that, you know, that nagging background pressure, whatever you want to call it, of, all right, we have to find someone here. They can take whoever they want. 
at that point. And so I think that addressing those needs in free agency will just give them so much freedom in the draft. Because if we look at other positions in need, uh, wide receiver, you mean, I mean, they don't have anyone under contract for 2022, so it's an obvious need. But they have their top three guys from the number one scoring offense returning. If they don't and, get someone till round three or four, and, and they added Funches, yep, that too. If they don't get someone till rounds three or four, that's fine. Yep. Offensive tackle. David Bakhtiari's out, but he's going to be back. They at least have Billy Turner. They have Elton Jenkins. So if they get to the, you know, in round one, say someone's not there, they don't have to. They should early on. I still advocate for it, obviously, but you don't have to, and that's the key with this. And you can go down the line with other positions. Um, Edge rusher would have been another one. Even if Preston Smith wasn't back, you still at least have Smith and Gary, so you don't necessarily have to. So I think if they can find a cornerback and a defensive tackle in free agency, they'll be able to do whatever the heck they want in the draft position-wise. Yeah, and you said you know have to put themselves in a position to have to draft a specific position or, or a particular player by round two. And let's not forget, they're picking late in these rounds. Mm-hmm. So their, their first-round pick is essentially a high second, and then it just trickles from there. Now, they've got a bunch of picks they could put together and package if they wanted to move up for somebody. But yeah, you don't, you don't necessarily want to, you don't really necessarily want to reach, you know, before all of this news dropped, what we were going to do was our burning questions ahead of free agency. And I think Paul, we pretty much covered yours, which was, you know, which positions that was was it. Yep. Yeah. Which (laughs) positions do they address? I think you you forgot a position guys. Running back. Yeah. If they don't sign, if they don't re-sign Jones and Williams, mm-hmm. AJ Dillon's going to be very busy. Right. Well, yeah, so that was so. Mark, I think that was, if I'm not mistaken, what was your question? Was do they keep any of their free agents and who? Right. So who, does yeah. this, you know, does does this kind of tell a little bit as far as how you're feeling about Aaron Jones? No, I don't want Aaron Jones. I mean, I, listen, I would love to have Aaron Jones, but I don't. Not at that. Not at what he's looking for. I want Jamal Williams back at a at a modest figure. You know how I feel about running backs. I don't pay mm-hmm. money. I don't mm-hmm. want to pay running backs. And I think Jamal Williams will, you know, settle in for, you know, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, maybe a four-year deal worth about $18 million. Does that sound fair? Yeah. Am I sure changing him a little bit there? I don't know. Aaron Jones wants like $12 million a year. I'm not giving Aaron Jones $12 million a year. I'm not giving any running back $12 million a year. Right. That's just me. I, I mean, the Packers might, if they do, that's on they I'll trust, like you said, I'll trust them. You know, that's what they do for a living. I don't, I just talk about what they do for a living. Um, I just don't think you pay running backs a whole lot of money, but they do need, they need another running back if they don't, I mean, I know they, they like the kid from Memphis that was on a practice squad, but again, he's on, he's a very, as a third guy, he'd be fine, but you need somebody besides Dylan, don't you? And, and again, if they don't, if they lose both of them, they're going to have to draft one probably sooner than they would like. Yeah, it just kind of slides everything up the priority ladder. But when you've got so many positions to address and so many only so many draft picks, then and you've got your board and your scouting team has done all this work. You know, the the fact that they have AJ Dillon, I, I think, drops it down in the priority. Like they still absolutely have to address it. Don't get me wrong, and I'm not right. saying wait till the end of the draft, but it. It's not even if it wasn't a day two, you know you can find those you know sure pass catching change of pace running backs in rounds four and five. Yeah, but, but you're go, counting on but you could also get a, a bus too. I mean you don't well, know absolutely mm-hmm. of course. Yep. So Aaron Jones, go get the bag. It's just not gonna it's not gonna be in Green Bay unless the we don't know something that no, they no, do. No. Maybe they, you never know. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I mean, and again, I'm not going to, as a fan, I'm not going to be upset that they brought back a guy that's, that gave, you know, over a thousand yards two straight years and scored a bunch of touchdowns. I'm not going to be upset as a fan. As a, if I was, you know, writing about the Packers like I did the Eagles on a, on a regular basis on a, on a beat, I would, I would question the move because, you know, history tells you you pay running backs a lot of money and it just, it doesn't work out. And we have, we, we went through this last week or two weeks ago. All the examples, the Melvin Gordons and Todd Gurley and Leonard Fournette and the teams that paid them don't even have them anymore. You know, and they're still on their books. You know, Zeke Elliott got a big deal. Cowboys didn't do anything since he got the deal. Dalvin Cook, big deal. The Vikings have a losing record. I mean, it's not. It's just not a – I don't want to just keep talking about this every week, but running back is not a place where you spend big money. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Right. No, it's not. And the Packers, I, I think they'll make a wise decision here. I mean, you, you could for twelve million, you could you could address a couple of different things and make a bigger impact. You know, sure. it's it's he's a big loss to the offense, and I want to make it sound like the the number one offense is just going to come out and churn and look great, and they're not going to have to replace what Aaron Jones did. He's was a huge huge part. Of that, but then my other thing too was in the postseason. If you look at the postseason, that's where Aaron Jones kind of you know, he he didn't shine as much. Now against the Niners, they didn't do much of anything. So I don't know if we can count that that particular game because he didn't make the postseason his first two years. And then this last year, he turns in one of the worst games of his life. You know, he fumbles the ball when he doesn't usually put the ball on the ground. Just weird stuff happens and things like that. So the Packers have to be smart 
with what they're going to do with the with the running back position. But as far as any of their other free agents, though, Mark, I mean, who? What, what, I mean, we've got Corey Lindsley. Did you believe yeah. any? Of the, did you believe any of the smoke last week where Gutekunst didn't say we were talking to Corey Lindsley, but he said he was keeping the door open to all options with regards to Corey Lindsley? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the door is open, but he also said, but he's going to get a you know he deserves the big the big payday that he's Packers can't afford him. That's simple. I mean, I, listen. I would again. We've talked about this in the past. I would like to have. I would sure. I would love to have Corey Lindsay's back. He's the best center in the game, probably. But you, you, you know, in a, in a non-salary cap world, this was baseball. Sure, bring him back. Bring Jones back. Bring everybody back, and and let's go for it again. But there's a salary cap, and you, you at the, you know, uh, yeah, they they had their replacements ready. You know, whether it's Jenkins or Patrick. Um, we we've talked about this. They're, they're, they have a replacement ready for Corey Lindsay, and let's be honest too. Corey Lindsay is going to be thirty years old, and he has a chronic back issue. That's not that's not the guy you want to be married to for the next four or five years. Mm-hmm. I don't think. But you know, so yeah, I don't think Lindsay. The one guy I and I, now all of a sudden I think we talked about it a while ago. Now all of a sudden it's getting some some steam or buzz. As you guys like to call it, uh, is, is Lane Taylor coming back? And I, I'm sure that would be on a minimum deal, right? I mean, who's going to sign Lane Taylor? He's coming off another two, two straight years of injuries, but he's a good security blanket for the offensive line. Sure, former starter. I was going to say I'm going to add two more names to that list. I, that's potential. Well, one I think is coming back for sure. Mercedes Lewis. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, I even forgot he was a free agent. Yeah, just just another one year deal at a vet yeah. minimum. He yeah. said he wants to come back. He wants to come back for the Packers. He Lafleur loves him, and Rogers Robert, loves him. Roger loves him. Great locker room guy. And while they have, you know, right now they have a good tight end group: Deguara, Sternberger, Tanyan, Daphne, um, Lewis. If he comes back, none of them do what Lewis does. You know, strictly blocking and at the level that he does it. He's an important part of the offense. The other one. And he's a good mentor to those young guys. Absolutely. Yeah, I think Tanyan, like back in 2018-19, Lewis's first year, uh, mentioned how important he was just in camp and stuff like that, helping him. Another name, potentially, I'm not nearly as strong on this one as coming back, and I do like the Lane Taylor one, by the way. Uh, Tyler Irvin, potentially, just because that that gadgety type – Players important to the offense, but also they could just go into the draft and say, "All right, we yeah, find this as well." That's what I think. I think they find another, a younger, healthier. Mm-hmm. And I love Tyler Irvin. He, he, when they got him, what a great pickup that was. But my God, he can't. You know, he, he, he got hurt every other week. Yeah, his durability was just it was tough, and that and that's that's a tough part of the NFL is that you know, Mark, you've said it before too. The best ability is availability in the NFL. And it's a game of attrition, and the Packers have to have that depth and be ready. And, you know, that for that was one of the things I can say, even though the season ended disappointingly, that was one thing that didn't bite the Packers was they didn't have a depth issue. You know, they, they had, except for David Bakhtiari, but you're not going to replace your all-pro left tackle. But they, they mitigated it okay. I mean, they, in the NFC Championship game, it was a problem, so I guess maybe I should eat those words a little bit. But they didn't have a huge bevy of injuries this year. And that's the other thing that's going to be key this next season is all these things are going to hinge on the team staying healthy and these guys playing out the the deals that they uh, that they signed and having your key players out there. I mean, obviously you need Aaron Rodgers out there. You need Devontae Adams out there. Uh, David Bakhtiari come back as soon as possible. Elton Jenkins, all those studs, Jair, you need those guys to be healthy and, and contribute. But 
just a couple days away. So, I mean, as far as how we're, how we're feeling going into it, but to just kind of wrap it up and put a bow on everything, I, the win for me as a fan is that I don't, I'm not too high or too low on what I expect next week. The last couple of years, I've kind of been like, oh, I have these expectations. Last year, they signed four guys on the first couple of days of free agency. So I can't wait to see what they do this year. Well, last year was very different. They did, they didn't have the free agency frenzy that they did the year before. And you're not going to see that every single year. But, you know, for me, it's like if they, if they don't do a whole lot and the focus that they put on is their own guys and restructuring and extending and all that kind of stuff. Okay. I mean, again, top offense in the league. It's, it's not like they've got a ton of huge holes. But as far as how you're feeling going into, into next week and maybe compared to the past couple of years, you know, you've got, you've got a repeat NFC championship appearing team in the Green Bay Packers. Mark, how are you feeling? I feel good. I feel today, today, today was a good day. Mm-hmm. Um, with the Smith and Amy, you know, they're, they're, they're at, I don't, I don't have all the numbers, but they're basically even right now. So they're, they're, you know, they're, they'll be at the cap number now. They still have some things that they can easily do. Like, well, I shouldn't say easily. Well, Aaron Rodgers, if they restructure Rodgers, that, that's kind of easy to do and they gain a ton of money. Um, I expected Devontae Adams extension sooner than later which will create some cap money. And I think as a Darius Smith, something's coming up there because there was too much talk about that this week. Um, for sure, something not to be going on there as well. So don't, they'll have some money. What do I expect in free agency? Or what would make me happy? I'd like to see Jamal Williams re-signed. And I think they can sign... Paul was asking for two. You're asking for a, a corner and a defensive lineman. Yeah, you might get that. You might. I think you might get one, like a a starting a starting corner at a at a decent number, not a crazy number, but a, at a decent number. A guy that was like I, I threw out Butler, but whoever a player like that at a and a decent number, and maybe a defensive lineman that's not. Quite as big name, but a, but a good solid rotation guy that can that can yeah, rotate. Yeah, because that's all Lowry. that's all that's all they need. They right. just need someone to take. You know, Kiki will hopefully be healthy for the whole year. Take his snap count up. Take Keep Lowry from down. sixty-five to fifty percent, whatever you know, right. that ballpark. Have someone fill exactly. in. That's all they need. A ro- so the three of them can rotate with Kenny Clark. Yep. And again, the other good news of the day: Dean Lowry still a Green Bay Packer. They did not cut yep. Dean Lowry as I. And I, as the president of the Let's Keep Dean Lowry Club, we're very happy here in, in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> Mark Mark has opened my eyes on that one throughout these podcasts over the last few months. <laughs> and everybody else had him cut. Everybody yep. was cutting Dean Lowry. Mm-hmm. That whole whopping $3 million. Well, sure. <laughs> sure. Well, they, they found a way to keep Dean Lowry, and, and they freed up three. And they can still do other things. There's still some other guys that could get moved, um, who I expect to get moved. Yeah, there's more moves they could make, but it, it's about an $8 million swing today alone on Friday that the Packers freed up. So it's going to allow them to do some damage, and whether that's just a matter of, hey, we want to get closer to the cap figure, or if they've got plans and moves that they want to make over this next week, I don't think we're going to be fortunate enough for the biggest dump of the week to be Friday again for us to to do our show next week. But who knows? Maybe oh, they'll they... sign a guy next Friday. They're going to re-sign Jamal Williams next Friday. There we go. There we go. Spoiler, you always spoiler ask me to tell them what to do, right? So, well, that's the one that you, out of all the things they could do, that's the one you want. You, don't want, you don't want the Malcolm Butler signing to come Friday? So you can well, that, gloat that about it? 
But I, would, I hope so. Well, we can still talk about it, but that, that might happen like Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. So, Paul, how, I mean, I've got to give the other guys something. Come on. Well, right. Yeah, I, I guess. I, you know, I mean, okay, that's that's fine. You know, we right, we, we'll flip we have a team that we, we have a we have a team to cater to here. So sure, that's that's fine. Well, <laughs> and, you know, well, Andy's going to talk about Tim Boyle, so he's his topic for, is for covered next, for, for how many shows in a row? Just one. <laughs> he's a smart guy. Andy's a smart guy, but uh, you know, so, Boyle, Boyle will get a job. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Sure. We all get a job. Sure. I hope. I hope it's somewhere. I hope it's not. You know, Chicago or Detroit or somewhere, but that was one of those moves that you knew was coming. That's I mean, yeah. Love has to be quarterback too. He needs those yeah. reps. I mean, Hackett went. Um, I was going to say went off. He didn't go off, but he went on a. You know, was asked about it and had a lengthy answer talking about how important you know this upcoming off season is for Love because he didn't really have it last year as a rookie, just given everything that took place. Yeah, so, your number one pick can't be third string, two string. Not, not, <laughs> no. not, no. No, and and people point back to Aaron Rodgers when he first joined the Packers and he didn't get on the, you know, he sat behind fire for three years and right. different time, different circumstances, different but he was situation. Uh, he would well, he was maybe you're right. Maybe by his second year he was the backup. Actually, you're right. He was because uh, he got hurt in a game against New England when he came yep. in to backup Favre when Favre got knocked out. So you're right. He was only third string for yeah. one year. Yeah, he you know you got to be at least. I mean that that's yeah. That would send a lot of red flags toward lovers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> yeah, and especially if they don't. Yeah. So, Paul, same question for you. Going into this next week, are you living in the middle to begin with, and just kind of sitting back and riding the wave, or are you feeling a little up or a little little down about how things are looking going into next week? No, I feel good. I mean, my my tendency as a fan is always just to kind of be in the middle, not too high, not too low. But I feel good. They're pretty close to even as far as the cap goes. And I'll mention this again. I know I've said it before, but it is important. All the cap figures that we see, that doesn't take into account in-season spending, the practice squad, uh, the draft class, any free agents that they sign. So just because they're close to zero, there's other moves that still have to be made to create that additional space. But, no, I feel good. I expect them to uh, participate. You know, Goody's made a few signings each year, maybe not all of them. You know, not all of them are obviously like 2019 with some big names, but even last year's Wagner, Kirksey, Funches, you know, they're, they're going to make additions. I know a lot of the focus has been on the salary cap and what the Packers can't do, and rightfully so. They have to obviously be very mindful of it. There's moves that have already taken place, moves that are going to take place to be, ensure that they can do something, but they are going to do something uh, this next week. So, no, I feel good. And like I said, if they can get a cornerback and defensive lineman, that's just going to set them up to do whatever they want in the draft. Right. Right, good things coming ahead. Speaking of things coming ahead, let's go around the horn. Mark, over at Packer Report this next week, what do we got coming up? Um, I don't know. Let's see what they do. Well, Monday, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll probably kind of write a lot of stuff we just talked about. What what are their needs? What what I like to see them do in free agency, and then later in the week, let's I'll probably I'll react to what they do or don't do, or if any of their guys sign somewhere else and. You know, it'll just be a more of a news, news type stories. Okay, and Paul, you're you've you've become become an even busier man. You got Dairyland Express, <laughs> Cheesehead TV, Packers Unrestricted. So what's going on this next week? Uh, I think a lot of it this coming week is just going to be news, just depending what comes out, because it is going to be a busy week, similar to what we saw today. Um, as far as from a couple articles that I have out, I talked about over at Cheesehead TV how they're going to balance Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith. 
I also talked about uh, the importance of, guess what, signing a free agent, cornerback, yes. and defensive <laughs> lineman as well. So those are a couple to check out that are already out right now, but a lot of it I think is just going to kind of be rolling Rolling with the tide and seeing where the team takes us. All right. Well, hopefully by the time next week rolls, we've got some more news dropping. We're on such a streak. I mean, this this might be an, an historic time for the Saturday Pack-A-Day crew. But for now, hopefully, Paul, enjoy the warmer weather in Wisconsin. I'll be cold over here in the Phoenix area. We'll revisit it next week. I hope everybody enjoys the rest of their weekend. Enjoy the start of free agency. I would would caution Packers fans to uh, go into it with an even head, but I, I think those words are wasted. You know how the Green Bay Packers fan base is. So everyone just do the, do the usual. Be safe, enjoy your weekend, and go Pack Go! world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why i'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring this podcast unified healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by energy enhancement system or ee system if you haven't heard of the ee system you'll want to listen up this technology promotes wellness deep relaxation purification and rejuvenation at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.